that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson and Ish. Today, we are joined by Nikki Collin, the head coach of women's basketball at Baylor. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing well. Back off a Texas tour. uh, Had good dinners and lunches in San Antonio and Houston. So getting out and about and seeing Baylor fans across the state. Yeah, I got got my San Antonio Spurs shirt on, actually. All right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm from San Antonio. So Spurs fan there. Um, Ish is a Suns fan. Okay. Um, yeah, all basketball here. Yeah, all basketball. very good. Very good. Um, obviously, uh, you know, going into year three here um, at Baylor last year was such an interesting season, I guess, the way of putting it. Um, obviously, Asia goes down early, which we, we hated. Um, then Dreon couldn't was unable to play um, because of the situation with Kentucky. What? I guess, was that season like for you, having to play freshmen, having to play some younger players, relying on Sarah Andrews a lot? Uh, just what all th- was that season like for you? Yeah, it was um, a little inconsistent. No no shocker there in terms of, um, you know, a lot of times when you go into a season, you think certain, certain things are going to work well offensively, defensively. You're kind of building what you do around your players. Um, I've never been a coach that, is a plug and play. Um, I had no Nalissa Smith back. So there's no one to just plug into Nalissa's role. So for us, it's about um, taking our best players and, and figuring out what they're good at and putting them in the right spaces and places uh, to be successful. So when you lose a player who's averaging 20 points a game, three games into the year in Asia, um, and you think, okay, maybe four to six weeks, we're going to get her back. Um, and then that process not going smoothly. So you, you reach a point where you say, okay, it's time to not keep trying to figure out if we can work her back in and just shut her down and work with what we have. And I think we actually got better when we played without the indecision of, can we get her back? What's that going to look like? Um, certainly we would have welcomed her back at any point, but it was just, it was so up and down, you know, yeah. is, is, is her knee going to hold up? Um, is she going to be able to be the player that she envisions herself to be and, and that someone that we can play to play through? Um, you know, I really thought going into last season, she could be someone that um, could be consistently a double double, but could actually push for triple double type numbers at times. I think she's a better passer and and uh, decision maker um, than than people probably realize because she was just such a prolific rebounder and scorer at Missouri. So the beauty of last year for us is it did allow us to to roll and and live and die a little bit with freshmen. Um, they both had great seasons. Um, you know, Bella being unanimous all freshman, Dariana Little Page Bugs being unanimous freshman of the year. Um, and so, you know, I think when you look at last year, I, I can say this about my first year here in the spring, I was super disappointed. Um, you know, things didn't go our way at the end. 
Um, but I was discouraged because I thought that team um, could contend um, for a final four type um, situation. You know, we were playing really well down the stretch when Sarah Andrews, you know, had broken her wrist and we were kind of dealing with that down the stretch that first year. Last year at the, when the season ended, I was actually pretty proud of our team, our staff, um, with, with some of the challenges we had to win um, some key road games, to come back in the Alabama game, to play UConn really, really well um, for two and a half quarters. Um, you can't win a game um, when playing well two and a half quarters, but you know, on the road in a sellout crowd, I, I felt like our team performed its best. Um, in the most hostile environments with the most fans. And that's like really exciting. You know, they just, they enjoyed those big moments at OU, at Kansas, at Iowa State, at Texas. Um, so I knew we we had something in us, um, you know, that was really special, but we have to kind of bring the consistency. And I think that's what we lacked, you know, with with some of the injuries and, and uh, you know, just rolling freshmen out there. And those freshmen were playing against fifth-year seniors. Yeah. Ashley Jones mm -hmm. was a fifth-year senior. Maddie Williams was a fifth-year senior. They played against Maddie Segrist, who was, a, you know, basically a lottery pick in the WNBA. Yeah. Um, they just didn't play as freshmen. They had to play, and they had to play against some of the best players in the country. And so I, I was proud of how they held their own. Yeah, I guess for me, when I, when I look back at last year's team, I – me and Bruni talked about this heading into the year. We we saw this team really kind of embody what I think you kind of wanted wanted the, the team to be. Um, because your first year was kind of for a lot of people was a little not jarring, but like it had to adjust to like for Baylor to be like an outside shooting team. Um, that's something mm -hmm. that they hadn't uh, really accustomed to seeing for a long time. And last year, you really. Uh, even despite the injuries, I think you really kind of saw, you know, Sarah Andrews take on that role and, and really adapt into that, into that a little bit. Was there a moment heading into last year, even despite losing Melissa Smith, where you were like, okay, this team's a little bit more of, you know, they kind of embody a little bit more of what I want to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, I think Melissa and queen um, fit what we wanted to do. They had to learn mm -hmm. to play that way. Mm -hmm. um, sure. But they certainly fit. They were players that that could pick and pop into space, especially Nalissa and play off the bounce um, with a Jordan Lewis and a Jamie Asbury. Like we we had we just didn't have a lot of depth, you know. Right, um, right. I remember depth. that year. Yeah. yeah and was, so I think the six, challenge seven we were, players total. <laughs> yeah, we were lucky. I mean, I, I always said like I, don't, I didn't spend a lot of time complaining about it um, because, you know, when you have. 13 players, people are complaining that they're not playing or they're not getting enough minutes or, sure. you know, players are always going to find a reason to complain. You know, that's mm -hmm. the nature, but it wasn't, it was an opportunity. Um, and we had really good players and we had a, a, a solid guard off the bench that year in Jaden Owens. We had Caitlin Bickle coming off the bench. I think what we had um, this past year, had we, had we really stayed healthy was we had position versatility. Um, that we didn't get to show as much because um, Bugs and Bella ended up really just having to play in the post because that's where we were thin. Um, and and so because of that, we didn't we, we played small on the perimeter. And I think people are like, wow, um, Nikki's going to play three small guards. No, I'm going to play the players who give us the best chance to win. Um, hmm. and, and I certainly love like one of the things I probably haven't talked a lot about on podcasts and interviews is. I know we're going to be good when we have two ball handlers on the floor. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, with Sarah and, and Jordan, um, we had interchangeable kind of point guards, both could shoot and play off the ball. 
Um, our offense is just so much harder to guard when we're really two-sided. You know, when we can get in action on one side and on the other side when we swing the ball and really not be limited in terms of our ability to make plays off the bounce, make plays off the pick and roll. So I think what you saw last year was um, the returning players were just more comfortable playing in ball screen offense, making those reads. You know, yeah. we, we had a lot of people still to teach about that. Um, but when your guards have done it, when Jaden had done it for over a year, when Sarah had done it for over a year, we just had more confidence in who we were and, and we weren't teaching everyone from scratch. Um, I, I think when you look at the numbers, though, analytically, like as much as we change the dynamic of, of how Baylor plays, um, we're certainly not a team that lives and dies by the three. Like it is just not it's just part of our game. We want to be balanced. We want to take what the defense gives us. Um, we're not a team that's going to take 50 percent of our shots from three. You know, mm -hmm. I, I some games it's it's 30, some games it's 25, some games it might be 40 percent based on how a team is playing us and maybe how we're shooting the basketball. Um, we don't want to turn good open shots for players that that's a good shot for. Um, but we certainly want to play to next action. We want to play, we want to go good to great and good to great, maybe a reattack and, and, and a drop into the post. And so a lot of what we do is teaching reads off the bounce. Um, when you put the ball on the bounce, you know, it's, it's a little Villanova men's ish driven in terms of, you know, hey, do we have a crackback? Do we have someone at the CF? Are we in the drift? You know, like, are we getting windows on dribble penetration? Like when someone puts the ball on the floor, they got to know their four teammates are giving them passing lanes um, when the defense helps. And so, you know, there's just, there's all these like system things that go in when you take over a program and year by year, you just get more confident in, in doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last year y'all ended with 30% three-point rate, which is, you know, 30th percentile, something like that. It's not yeah. nothing great. And rebounding wise, top 100 and all those categories. Um, I feel like people have forgotten, obviously didn't play last year, but Asia Blackwell and Drayon Edwards, how freaking good they were yeah. uh, at their last schools. Um, I remember Drayon Edwards when she played South Carolina, in the I think it was the SEC championship game when she dropped, it was 30 points in that game. Um, just, I know you could spend a lot of time talking about how good those two are, but Getting them back, um, I mean, Asia come back from injury, but Drianna yeah. finally being installed. Just what are the, have those two meant, and just what have you seen from those two? Yeah, I think um, I would compare Dre um, to a little bit what we got out of Caitlin Bickle. I think she might be a more complete offensive player, um, but as far as players who are, um, you know, we we've hit the point where where we we really kind of have to label players in terms of are they a high IQ are they a low IQ and and honestly there there's some kids that just hoop and and there's almost no IQ you know mm -hmm. and you've got to be able to figure out how to utilize all three um, and put them in the best position to be successful and I think the thing that Dre is um, she's just a really high IQ basketball player um, she understands angles she's not the tallest in the gym she's not the fastest in the gym she's not the quickest in the gym she doesn't shoot at the best in the gym. You know, she's just, she's pretty good at everything. Um, but she, she understands angles and leverage and does a good job on the offensive boards, reading shots off the rim, getting leverage um, to, to own the backside boards on a shot, you know, like she can um, do a good job of getting us into DHOs on the perimeter and reading DHOs and keep it. And so we get another decision maker, um, from a very different position. And, and that was, you know, Caitlin, we played through a lot a year yeah. ago. I mean, Caitlin, we didn't necessarily play two 
And I think Dre is someone we can play too, but Caitlin was certainly someone we played through a lot of our, a lot of our actions uh, were predicated off of her making some reads, whether it was slip, whether it was reading, getting it to her and having her read guard to guard action and make the pass. And so a lot of our, our, our set plays, we, we played through her. So I think Dre, Dre, we can play too. Um, you know, but I also think we'll play through her uh, more. So I, I think with her, I think that part is really exciting to just have another, another thinker, a thinker who doesn't overthink and then take themselves out of being a great basketball game, but really sees what opponents are trying to do, probably knows why I might be running a particular play, um, which I, I just, as much as we teach that, um, it's still one of those things that isn't natural for most players. Like they want to learn the play. They want to get the play right. Do they really understand the reads? Do they really understand why we're running it? Why maybe we just ran a stagger play, you know, to get a three, why we're coming back to a flare play because we just got a shooter open. You know, like there's just a lot of parts of the game that when you have thinkers make it really easy to coach. Mm-hmm. One, play, one player you mentioned that I definitely want to ask about is Dariana Littlepage Bugs. Um, defensively, you know, I think Baylor fans will be reminded a lot of what Dee Richards kind of provided in terms of versatility. Offensively, I, personally, I think she has a lot more post upside potentially um, than than Dee Richards. But you know, what do you, what do you think her ceiling is? Because last year you mentioned she had to play in the post a lot. She was able to kind of. Every time somebody started to switch around on the perimeter, didn't matter, right? She was able to defend the post as well. What do you think her ceiling just is, b- both offensively or defensively? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, she's she's obviously not uh, a kid that carries a lot of weight. Um, she's lean. She's stronger mm-hmm. than people think. Um, I, I think her growth defensively is going to be core strength. Can she sit down, um, mm-hmm. really sit down and, and build her core to the point where, um, you know, she's on balance all the time, you know, because I do, I think she's got incredible length. I think she has good instincts defensively. Um, but it all comes down to balance, you know, uh, a year ago teams set her up to get back cut a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and that's all understanding sometimes like what's happening to me, <laughs> you know, what are they trying to do and really understanding what's going on out there and two, you know, being balanced, um, so that you can change direction and, and use some of her length, um, you know, really talk to her this year defensively about, hey, there's times you're going to get beat. Just play with your length. You know, we don't always have to rotate. You know, if you can keep somebody on the baseline, um, you know, and they don't just jump into you, like just ride them along the baseline. You know, your mm. your length is going to create issues for them to pass for them. You know, so as long as they're not straight lining it to the rim, you know, I think she can really impact people off the bounce. Um, you know, we, we, we had to front with her a lot, three quarter in front in the post, um, cause she's going to get shoved around, but she does a good job of tipping. So, um, she's a relentless offensive and defensive rebounder. Um, her growth still comes in like, is she strong enough to pull the ball consistently in a crowd? You know, that, that separates really good rebounders who go and get their hands on balls from great rebounders. And so, I think a lot of that happens just over the nature of your college career. When you're someone that's built like her, you got a little bit, get a little bit stronger um, all the way around. But I think she has a, a, a chance to be an elite defender. I think offensively, um, we really played to her strengths last year. And, and I think um, this year, where, where is her, where is her ceiling? It, it comes down to her ability to shoot the basketball and the better she, she gets, the more time she spends in the gym um, handling it, shooting it, 
Um, this year, you know, we're going to let her take open threes, but what, what we really needed to do is make open 15 footers. Um, a year ago, you know, she was over a point per, per shot. Um, but the majority of those shots were inside five feet. She was at about 25% outside of five feet. So she really struggled to put the ball in the basket from the perimeter. And mm-hmm. most people by the end of the year were using their fives to defend her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they could just stay in the lane and jam up the lane and kind of dare to shoot. And, and we think she's a capable, um, really good off the bounce at 15, but, but can certainly catch and shoot in those short corners, elbow areas. Um, and, and so her, her offensive game, it comes down to, you know, can she continue to develop that perimeter shot to where it's not 25% outside five feet, it's 40%, you know, and, and if I can get her to, even maybe high 20s, 30% from three on a low volume. Like I'm not asking her to be a 40% three-point shooter overnight. Sure. Um, but if you, if you really pay attention to the NBA and a lot of those big guys, you know, like they want those guys to just make enough um, that they, they create spacing, you know, and if you just leave them alone, they'll, they'll maybe burn you. And I think she's capable of burning some people. So we're just letting her let it fly um, mm. really this, this fall. Um, because I, I don't believe you can translate it to a game if you can't do it in practice consistently. So now's the time to be confidently um, searching, searching your shot from three, searching your shot off the bounds. Um, certainly good shots. You know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want contested shots, but I don't want contested shots from anybody on my roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like personally in college women's basketball, you almost never have to take a contested jump shot. Like, I think Mm -hmm. you can move the ball and get to open shots. And I can't say that having coached in the pros, sometimes the great teams are going to make contested shots and you have to. Uh, But with 30 second shot clock, there's usually time for another action. You added uh, Jada Walker from Kentucky, um, who obviously was first team all conference in turn as a a freshman, uh, 13 points per game last year. Has anything surprised you with her or is, is she, you know, has she been everything you've, you've expected and more? I think um, we're asking her to do something that she really wanted. Um, and that is, is a work in progress. Um, I think Jada's toughness. Um, I think her ability to compete as an on-ball defender. Um, those are really, really elite. I mean, she's a competitor. Going to know her stuff. She's on time. Um, you know, I think she wants to be a point guard, you know, she did not play any point when she was at Kentucky. And I think she knew her growth opportunity. If she was going to play at the next level, she's going to have a hard time being a two guard. Um, and Mm. so wanting to really develop at the point, it's a really hard thing, you know, Mm. and I, and I just think that it takes time. Um, it's, it's totally different when you're playing off the ball and you're searching your shot and you're making reads if you drive and, and it's not there. Um, it's different when you're trying to get four other people to be in the right spot to initiate offense and and really, really understand, be that extension of me. Um, and so you you there's usually this process of not necessarily losing confidence, but losing, um, you know, like you get in overthinking mode. And I think she has those moments where she wants to be perfect. She wants to do things the right way. She's a coach's kid. You know, her mom's a coach, her her dad has trained her, you know, and so she's growing up around the game, but when the ball's in your hands and, you know, Sarah Andrews has been out um, since our season ended last year. And so, you know, you're putting it in her hands and saying, okay, run this, we're going to drag, we're going to step up. Like we're not a, we're not a team that allows our point guards to come down, pass and cut to the corner 
mm. and they're out, you know, or pass and cut or pass and screen away. Like everything we do is predicated off. We're not a pitch ahead team either. You know, I believe in put keeping the ball in, in your best ball handlers hands and having them be decision makers. We'll throw it ahead to attacker. Um, but if I've got Jamie Asbury a year ago up there, it was better for us to attack and get her, let her get her feet set and get her an open three than putting it in her hands and saying, okay, go create now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so you're, you're in charge, you know, in our offense, you, you got to want to be a point guard, you know, mm-hmm. to be a Baylor, you got to want the ball in your hands. You got to want to be a decision maker. Um, and so there's, there's just a process of, of becoming confident in, when do I drag? When do I step up? Like giving her simple things like, Hey, you're do- you're dominant with your left hand. If you're dragging, I want you on the right side. So you're dragging coming off with your left hand. And I mean, her 15 foot pull up is a layup for her. I mean, she's really, really good in that mid range game. Hey, if you want to get in a step up, cross the court, if you've started on the right side, get the ball in your left hand coming off the step up right now. Hey, if you're going to DHO to a teammate who's better with their right hand, get on the left side. It's your left hand dominant. So if they mess up the switch, you can keep it and keep going, you know, and, and otherwise you're getting it to your teammate in their dominant hand. So really, I mean, we ask them a lot. I ask point guards a lot, having been a point guard myself and, mm-hmm. and wanting a high IQ, someone who wants the ball, someone who wants to take the reins, um, you know, and really teach her to like, you know, I, I, I made her stop yesterday and I gave the, the ball to the other team because she wasn't playing fast enough. Like you, you can't slow down to start trying to figure it out. Like, that's not how we play, (laughs) you know? So, you know, you can't start like walking it at half court because you're trying to decide if I should run a step up or a drag or get us in, in, in a new action, get us in some pistol. Like, no, like that's a, you're pushing the ball and you're reading the D and where's the D at, you know? And, and so, you know, just really challenging her, to think the game while playing with pace. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think for her, it's going to be a lot of film. Now I know at any point I can flip her over to the two and she'll be exactly who she was and, and, and and maybe better, you know, than she was at Kentucky based on how we play. Uh, But I think it's really important to, you know, kind of keep her in that mode where we're putting the pressure on her to really learn our stuff at the point, you know, and then, and then put her in the best position to be successful. Like once the season really rolls around. And even even with Sarah out, you know, if she's already comfortable with the one or the two, Sarah can kind of play off of her. Correct. Of and okay. Sarah's always played both positions. I mean, right. he and Jordan yeah. seamlessly moved back and yeah. forth um, two years ago. Um, certainly, Jaden probably played more point. Uh, but we, with Sarah, you know, I, I just believe if you've got two ball handers on the floor, it's really easy for me to get them in. Iverson action to loop them into the ball. Like if I want to get the ball in someone's hands, I'm going to get the ball in someone's hands, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, even if, if Sarah's playing the two, but I, I want her to be a decision maker, I'm going to get her the ball, you know, and we have a lot of different ways that we can do that. Lastly, for me, at least, um, you know, do you know the status on the foster pavilion? Um, is that still on pace to be January? And then I, me- I remember, uh, over the summer, you mentioned the desire to, you know, hopefully retire Brittany Griner's jersey. You know, just um, just wanted to see if you wanted to comment any further yeah. on that. Yeah, um, we are on pace. Uh, I think we've announced the men opening the second and us the third um, against TCU um, in Foster. It will still be an active construction site because the development mm. center, which is our practice facility, um, will, is, isn't slated to be done till late spring. And so... Um, it'll be a unique dynamic 
kind of coming and going out of there, but uh, certainly excited to get into foster. And obviously there could be construction delays, but as of now that that's still the plan. I think, you know, people always have contingencies, um, but they're not telling us what those are quite yet. So, um, and then with, with Brittany, it's really interesting. I don't, I didn't, I didn't even know this, that Baylor has not actually ever retired, truly retired any Jersey, including Michael Johnson, RG three. Mm. Um, they have stadiums named after them. They have statues. Um, but you know, I think it's, it's one mm. of those things that it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure it happens. Um, uh, but there is a process to having that happen. The, the numbers that, um, are kind of in our practice gym were more honored than they were retired. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would love to get to the point where we can actually retire 42. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with the um, being on now the chairperson of the rules committee, the fact that we can now wear zero to 99, um, you know, and you don't have this, this small number of uh, jerseys where you really don't want to pull a number out of circulation. I think we can do it, you know? And so when we do it, I want to do it right. Um, but we are we are going to, if nothing else, welcome her back um, this year and try to get her to a game and make her feel the love and appreciation from the Baylor um, community. Um, and so that's something we definitely want to do. But it is a high priority of mine to get that done um, as quickly as I possibly can. Yeah. And lastly, from from me, just as you go into this year, we're about a month away. Just what what excites you the most about this roster and how it's constructed and all the pieces you have and just going into year three now, finally, you know, having this, uh, this type of roster that you can, you can work with. What, what excites you the most about it? I think we're really competing. I think they have to compete against each other. I think the sign of a good team is when you don't get to be comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you, you just, you know, um, if you don't show up and compete, someone's going to kind of beat you out that day. Um, doesn't mean I'm a big believer in, hey, let's like roll it out there and decide a new starting lineup every week based on practice. I think there's continuity and and teaching people their roles and all of that. But I think we have the opportunity to do what I thought we were going to do last year and have a lot a, a lot of different ways to play. I think we can play mm-hmm. small ball with Dre at the five and be impossible to guard like a Draymond type um, Warriors when he's at the five and really, really stretch people out. I think we can let he, um, our six, seven Brazilian kid can really rim protect. We can be big. We can be small on the perimeter and big in the post. We can be um, big at the two, three, four and and kind of small at the five, but be really interchangeable. I think we have the ability to switch more. So I think it's, I always say in coaching, like um, I want other people to play checkers and I want to play chess. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I, I, I get a ton of um, energy and excitement out of, planning and putting in packages and um, different ways that we can get um, Bella post-ups at the three or, um, you know, Dre flares when she's at the five, like, you know, just really invert people and move, move people around and be, be hard to guard. And then we're always going to, as much as we talk about offense, cause it's, it's more entertaining. Um, you know, our first year, the reason we were so good is we were top 10 in offensive efficiency and top 10 in defensive efficiency in the country. And I, and I think that's important. Like we don't want to be the team that just outscores you. We want to be a team that can win a low scoring game if we need to, Mm -hmm. you know, do I want to score 80 every game? Of course, but I want to be able to win a game in the sixties if we need to. So, you know, really being good and being able to hang our hat on. um, And I think we're still working through that dynamic with this team and some of the injuries and bringing people along, like, what are we going to be great at 
defensively. I feel like I have a better feel of that offensively than I do defensively, you know, and we just didn't rebound the ball as well last year. I mean, teams did not get second shots with Queen and Liss around the rim, you know, and so that idea of, of really be getting back to being great on the defensive glass, even if that means our guards are, are better at rotating and rebounding. And, and, you know, I've always challenged them to do that anyway, because I think you get in transition that much faster when your guards are willing to like run down loose balls, get in there and kind of bust out quickly out of the pack. So um, I think it's our versatility and, and the ability to like really move people around. Yeah. Well, coach, that's all uh, we had. Um, this has been great. Uh, we look forward to obviously watching your team and um, best of luck this year. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.